Because you'll learn more from your failures than you will from your, your wins. Yeah, and you should be learning from both, right? right? What to do and what not to do. And I love the fact that um, they were talking about what are the facts. Yeah. What are the facts? And that that's huge because um, you've probably heard this, but facts don't have feelings. Right. What are the facts? This table we're on is is white. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. We're talking the microphones. Those facts. are facts. There's no, there's no feelings there. Right. You know. So when you diagnose your business, man, what are the freaking facts? Yeah. And you're the only person that will that will be hurt if you lie to yourself. Mm-hmm. If you tell yourself you have good systems and processes and you don't, cool, you won't get any better. Yeah, for sure. And you're you may not be the only person. Your family may be relying on you. Right. Your family may be relying on you because you told them that you were going to do this and you're going to leave your job and have more time at home. And, mm-hmm. and now here you are dropping the ball. Hey, welcome back to the How To Real Estate Podcast. We are your host. This is Jeremy Smith and I'm Kyle Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you for subscribing and liking because I know you just did. So if you're with us last episode, um, we're talking about how to dominate 2024. We started the, the month off with that. We were into 2023 with that. And now we're talking about kind of really diving in a little bit deeper because we want to give you guys some real tactical things, have a little conversation around what it really takes to be successful. So last episode, we went over training. If you haven't listened to that one, don't go back and listen to it right now. You you can listen to this one first without having to hear that one first, but this is a little bit of a continuation here. So um, Jeremy, if you would mind, why don't you recap the five things they need to do, the techniques to really dominate 2024. And then we're going to deep dive into getting clarity. Heck yeah, I'm ready, man. I, I got the five things right here. Um, but dude, so we're in 2024. How rough was 23? Dude, um, have you ever driven a car with a flat tire? <laughs> yeah. yeah <played laughs> what about times. all four flat tires? <laughs> no, no. Two. I've driven with two, not four. Yeah, I I haven't either, but I feel like it would be similar to that. <laughs> oh, dude, interest rates skyrocketed. Yeah. Inventories constrained, man, uh, production. I mean, across the board, like just in our community it was down like 20%. Yep. Um, NAR lawsuits Yep. and buyer agency commission on, on the chopping block and yep. uncertainty. And now here we are. Yeah. Right? Two, two different wars breaking out internationally. Dude, I mean, anyway, tough year, dude. Inflation. Yes. Inflation. Big one. Dude, I went to the store the other day. Um, I haven't been grocery shopping in a while. Yeah. My wife usually does that or she does like Instacart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to the grocery store. I got like four bags worth of shit. And it was like 150 bucks. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, what in the world? How did this stuff get so expensive? Yes. Dude, it's been rough. It has been. It has been rough. And so why that's important, guys, is because we want to give you the tools to make this year better. Mm-hmm. This list is the tools that you need to make this year so much better than 2023. Some of y'all had great years. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all had outstanding years. Um, some of you guys had the best years you've, you've had in your, your business at all. Yep. But most did. This is something that we talk about and I, and I love thinking about it this way because it, it's more of a positive spin. You know, yes, last year sucked and what we're saying, but some people had the best years of their career. Certainly. Like, so my business took a little bit of a hit. But when I think about it, someone else's business tripled last year. Yes, absolutely. Why couldn't it have been mine? It could have. It could have. Yep, it could have. you need to own those outcomes because the more you want to place blame on the market, all the stuff that we talked about right just a minute ago, they don't really matter to your business. Right. 
they will have an effect, but those are outside influences you can't control. Yep. They'll have all the effect you let them have. Exactly. So what we're talking about today are ways that you can first own, own your mistakes and own where your faults are. But two, use these techniques to really get after this year and, and make it your own. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you guys waited long enough. Here they yes. are. Um, number one, what we're going to go a little bit deeper on today is getting clarity. Mm-hmm. Right. Know you know where you're at, how far you need to go, and, and put a plan together to get there. Um, number two, write down your goals. Mm-hmm. Top three, places that you can see them. Number four, plan out your days. Be disciplined with your schedule. Remove and distance yourself from all forms of negativity. Mm-hmm. All forms. Yes. Right. That means people. That means music. That means TV. I'm not saying distance yourself from music and TV and people, but negative people. Yes. Negative TV, negative um, radio, negative books, like negative energy, get rid of it at all costs. Um, and then lastly, this is what we went deep on last episode is training like your life depends on it because the life of your business absolutely does. So lack of training equals lack of business. More training equals more business. It's They're just one in the same. So um, that's the recap real quick. Go back and listen to the last episode if you want to learn more on training. But without further ado, let's talk about number one and number two here. We're going to lump them together. So identify how far you need to go, which really getting clarity, mm-hmm. and then how to stay um, in alignment with your goals. Yeah, you know, this is this is something we don't do enough. Now, we've talked about business planning, and we've had a few episodes on that, but what we really don't I'm really glad we're doing this because we don't really, really dive into this part of it because if you don't know where your gaps are or the gap in between where you are and where you want to go, you're really not going to get a good plan together. Yep. So I love the fact that you really need to ask yourself some really, really good questions and and be honest with yourself because if you're not honest with where you are now, you're only hurting yourself and you can't get a great plan together if you're not honest with yourself now. So – what kind of questions, like when you're really thinking about how to identify where I'm, where I am now, like, well, well, how do you think about that? Man, you know, that's, that, that requires a bit of humility mm-hmm. um, and, and no ego, because if you're not honest with yourself, like you're not going to get a solid plan, right? Because right. you're, you're formulating a plan based off of a lie. And the best way I can describe that is weight, a weight loss journey. Mm-hmm. Like you say you need to lose, somebody says they need to lose weight. What is usually the precipice for them saying that word. I need to lose weight. Like what, what precedes that? Not being able to pull your pants all the way up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's one thing. But a a lot of times it's, they step on the scale. Yeah. Right. They step on a scale and they get a number. Mm -hmm. Well, the numbers don't lie. I mean, unless your scale is broke, but (laughs) (laughs) assuming you got, you have a correct, uh, correctly working scale Mm -hmm. and it's calibrated, um, it's going to be truthful. Right. So, that is really the essence of understanding where you're at, right? There's no emotion in that. If you get on the scale and it says 300, well, it's just the scale has no emotion. It's just telling you what it's getting, mm-hmm. right? So remove the emotion from it and and really figure out, hey, am I a new agent? Yeah, okay, cool. Am I an experienced agent? Yeah, okay, cool. Am I, am I somewhat experienced? Yeah, okay, cool. Um, that's just reality, mm-hmm. right? Where am I in my business? Does, does, is my business thriving? Is it growing? Is it dying? Does it exist at all? Or did I just get a real estate license and say I'm an entrepreneur? Yeah. You know, I mean, be honest with yourself and figure out where you're at. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's no wrong answer here. This is all part of the growth journey. 
and, and part of the the benefit of being able to self-diagnose mm-hmm. and, and be honest with yourself because nobody knows your business like you do. Right. Nobody knows your habits and your mindset like you do. So where are you at? And then take stock of that. Okay, here's where I'm at today. All right, now where do I want to go? So you got on scale, it said 300 pounds. Cool, that's where I'm at today. Don't whine and moan and bitch and be- beat yourself up about how you got there. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is there, right? You're there, cool. Deal with it, let's move forward. Everything else is, is history. Um, now let's focus on fixing this problem, right? So 300 is on the scale. I want to be at... 225. Mm-hmm. Cool. There's 75 pounds that need to be lost there. Cool. So now you know where you're at. You know where you want to go. And now you get to plan how to get there. To really dig in on, on, on what you should be thinking about here. I just went through this pretty intense goal setting um, session. And a lot of what we're talking about um, was reflected there. These are high level. These guys are, the guys who are leading this, they're, they're on YouTube. They're making tons of money. Um, one of them is, I think, going to hit $10 million this year. And he's like, this is my goal-setting process right here. And he's just asking himself things like, what are the facts about my lead generation process? What are the facts about my systems behind the scenes? What are my facts about... And he goes through all these, these areas of his business. So what you really need to be asking yourself is like, you know, what are the facts here? How many leads do I actually generate a month? Mm-hmm. How good is my follow-up system? Do I have a follow-up system? Can you even measure any of this? Yep. You know, um, what are the facts about um, where I get my leads? Where? What are the facts about? I'm drawing blanks here all of a sudden, but you know, where, where, where is my business right now? Do I even have any systems or processes, or I'm just like bouncing around and whatever floats my way is what I do? So, I think really digging in and and realizing not just like the scoreboard numbers, because those are the easy ones. Like how many closings did I get last year? Well, it's really easy to say, well, I had five this year and I want to get a 15 next year. Okay, let's really dig into that. Why did you get five? How did you get those five? Why didn't you have 15? What systems and processes do you have to get those five that you might think you need to change or grow to get to 15? You got to dig into a lot of different parts of your business here and get real clarity on what needs to improve. Yeah, and and also on that, what opportunities did I not capitalize on? It's a great one. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we're okay. If I had five last year and I want to get to 15 this year, cool. Where do those five come from? How many did I lose? That's a great question. Cause yeah. you'll learn more from your failures than you will from your, your wins. Yeah. And, and you should be learning from both. 100%. Right. Right. What to do and what not to do. And I love the fact that, um, they were talking about what are the facts? Yeah. What are the facts? And that, that's huge because, um, you probably heard this, but facts don't have feelings. Right. Right. What are the facts? This table we're on, is is white. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. We're talking the microphones. Those fact. are facts. There's no there's no feelings there. Right. You know. So when you diagnose your business, man, what are the freaking facts? Yeah, and you're the only person that will that will be hurt if you lie to yourself. Mm-hmm. If you tell yourself you have good systems and processes and you don't, cool, you won't get any better. Yeah, for sure. And you're you may not be the only person. Your family may be relying on you. Right. Your family may be relying on you because you told them that you were going to do this and you're going to leave your job and have more time at home. And, mm-hmm. and now here you are dropping the ball. Yeah. You know, and this, this is not an easy process. This was like a three day goal setting seminar. And then there was homework afterwards where they demonstrated like one part of what you had to do and you had to do the rest on your own. Anyway, it was, it was intense. And what it made me realize honestly is that my systems and processes weren't where I thought they were. Mm. When I really dug into it, 
and started asking myself, what are the facts about this? So, and that's sometimes hard for a guy like me to, to really stomach is, is, is looking at it and being like, Oh crap. Like, yeah, I'm not nearly as good as I thought I was at these things. Right. Here are some areas where I actually excel a little bit more than I thought I did. And some areas where I'm actually kind of sucking more than I thought I did. Right. But now I have a plan to make those better. Yeah. And I love that because you can reflect and be like, you know what? I'm not as good as I thought I was yet. Right. Right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Because you can get better. Yeah. And the really, the, the great news about that is, yeah, now I know what I need to fix. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you might realize, okay, cool. This is something I've stuck at for a long time. <laughs> I need to hire someone to make sure that it gets yeah. done correctly. And I, I'm not the right person to do this. Yep. Yep. I've, I've been recently going through a lot of learning on technology, mm-hmm. you know, and I used to tell myself a story. I can't learn technology. And I'll be honest, it's still challenging for me to learn. Like mm-hmm. it's just challenging, but it's getting easier. Yeah. You know, it's getting easier because I'm putting in the work, you mm-hmm. know, I'm saying, okay, cool. Where was I at on this? Zero out of 10, you know, <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> My marketing was horrible. Right. You know I mean? I've always been great at real estate because one of the reasons why is just, I'll just outwork everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's grinding like door knocking, cold calling, relationship building. That's my thing. Like, right. okay, but what if, what if you want to do something and use technology to even make that even better? Mm-hmm. Right. And then I was limited. So gave, gave myself a zero out of 10 score on that, but okay, cool. No problem there. You right. know, I'm, I'm not sad about it. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. That's actually great. Now I know where I'm at and now I know what I need to do. Right. Get out there and learn. So with that uh, that seminar that you were in, were you able to identify and plan out some goals? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that it's really cool because the first part, it was like, against the three parts. The first part was, where are you at? Um, and then the second part was, where do you want to go? And the third part was how to get there. Got it. And so it's really, it, I mean, it's really that simple. Yeah, it's certainly. Now, simple doesn't always mean easy. Like yeah. It's not easy sitting <laughs> through two hours of asking yourself, what feels like redundant questions, but you're really digging into, like I said, the facts. Yeah. And there's a lot of questions there about your systems, your processes. So really you want to identify lead generation, follow-up. What happens after you get the client? What happens once that you've closed on the client? How do you follow up with your past clients? Um, how do you prospect for new clients? Uh, how are you handling your money? And you're asking you these, these questions over and over, the same questions, but they're applying to different parts of your business. What are the facts? Yeah. What are the facts? How did I do? Was it where I wanted to be? Um, what about the systems and processes behind that? And when you really dig into all of that, you really start seeing you start seeing your gaps. Yeah. Man, when I, I used to work for the railroad, and we made decisions all day. And what I would tell people is, hey, look, our job is to make these decisions all day long. We make operational decisions, but all the decisions we make are based off of information that we get from somebody else. Mm-hmm. So if the information is bad, let's just say it's a lie. Um, and then we make a decision based off of a lie. Well, mm-hmm. then we ended up making a bad decision. Right. Right. But to where we have some, some shielding from that is, you know, Hey, I got this information from this person at this time in this format. And I made this decision. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. You made the best decision you could based off the information you have. But when we lie to ourselves, mm-hmm. we have a hundred percent culpability for how our decisions turn out based off the lie we told ourselves. Yeah. Right. So if you're not dealing with the facts and you're lying to yourself and you're playing the blame game about what happened last year, 
um, or what's happening today or what happened yesterday and you're lying to yourself, you're never going to make a good decision. Yeah. You'll never move forward. You have to, you have to dig deep and, and go through those facts and be a hundred percent honest and uh, remove the emotion. I don't necessarily agree with this stat, but it's probably not too far off from the mark is I've, I've read a study that says in the next two years, 50% of real estate agents will drop out of the business. Mm. It's going to be tough. Yeah. And those 50%, every single one of them will blame the market. Mm. They'll blame an external factor and they won't blame themselves. Yep. The people that stay in the business will take ownership of that, see this as a great opportunity and, and, and they build their skills. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So guys, it's, uh, it's pretty simple. As Kyle said, you know, identify where you're at now, determine where you want to go mm-hmm. and then plan out your route to get there. Yep. And it's not easy, but it's pretty simple. Pretty simple. Um, cause what we're talking about next is actually, where do you want to go? Yeah. Cause once you know where you are, you can set a, pl- a, a goal for where you want to go. Right. Well, what we're talking about is three goals. Right. So, and, and that's what kind of what we refer to as our goals, mm-hmm. right? It's, hey, I want to accomplish this mm-hmm. or even go there. Like my daughter, Wailani, she likes to travel. You know, so last year she had a travel goal and, and she reached her travel goal. So mm-hmm. she literally went where she wanted to go, mm-hmm. right? So in order for her to do that, though, she had to really make that goal top of mind yeah. so that she could plan it because it was a trip to California and is going to involve airline tickets and staying with friends and family and coordinating time. And, you know, there, there were some moving parts mm-hmm. They were involved in, in her trip. So in order for her to keep that top of mind, she had a places that she could remember it. So on her dream board, she had this goal there. What I recommend people do is they write down these goals. Mm-hmm. I like handwriting. I know not everybody does, but there is scientific evidence to support that if you write something down, you're going to retain that information a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to stick because you actually created it on a paper or whatever you write on. So write it down and put those top three goals in places that you can see them every single day. Put them in places that you can see them because when you see things over and over and over again, it just becomes part of your subconscious. You know, you don't have to continue to think about it and try to remember it. You know your numbers, right? You know what you want to do. You know where you want to go, and you're seeing that every day. Yeah, not only are you just constantly inundated with your goals that you set, and you're reminding yourself about them. Um, there's something that if if y'all haven't heard this before, Google it. It's called the reticular activating system, mm. and what that basically is is that phenomenon is you, mm. you're driving around and you've never noticed a certain car. Let's call we'll say it a um, a Chevy truck. And all of a sudden you're in the market for trucks and you go and you, you, uh, I don't know why you would, but you choose a Chevy truck <laughs> and you, that's the one you bought. Now, all of a sudden, whenever you're driving around, all you see are Chevy trucks. Same thing. When you're in real estate, it feels like when I drive around, all I see are other real estate signs. Most people probably don't even notice them, yep. but I feel like that's all I see is, is realtors, um, stickers in their cars, their wraps, their, their billboards, their signs, their open house signs. I see it everywhere because I'm a realtor and I think about that. My brain is looking for that. So um, if you are constantly reminding yourself about your goals, if say one of your goals is I want to build a farm area, you're going to, the more you see it, the more you think about it, the more your brain will start noticing opportunities to build that farm area. Yeah, You'll start rethinking things you've, you see and you find, you'll, you'll visit a new restaurant and think, man, I should partner with them for an advertisement to my farm area. 
or, or maybe I'll, I'll make a post about this restaurant to my farm. Anyway, you get where I'm going here is, is the more you see it, the more you think about it, the more your brain interprets things and finds ways to incorporate that in your life. Yep. I agree a hundred percent, man. I've heard it described as, um, like your brain tells your eyes what to see. Yeah. And so the more you're thinking about those things, of course, the more your eyes physically are looking for that and identifying those things. Yeah. It's crazy how that, that the brain works, man. It really is such an interesting tricking, being able to trick your own brain is such an interesting topic. Like maybe we should do a whole episode on tricking your own brain to be a better real estate agent. <laughs> Dude, it's, there, there's a lot behind that. Yeah. The neuroscience stuff. I love that stuff. So writing down your three goals, putting them in places where you can see them. What are some places, Kyle, if, if you did this, which I think you did, but if you did this, what are some places where you would put these goals so that you could see them? To take a step back to go to answer your question a little bit better. So I like to write my goals long form. Like I do like to write it by hand in my journal here, my bullet journal. Um, and I like to define the goal, not just by the goal itself, like give it a title. Um, occasionally, depending on how, how important the goal is, I'll give it a, I'll give it like a, like a mission. Gotcha. Like this is, this is operation Phoenix or mission restart. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, give it something catchy title it somehow. Yeah. But also you want to pair that with a why, why is this goal important? So I like to take those things and then I do like to, to, to narrow those down into one or two sentences max, the simpler, the better, the shorter, the better. Cause I want to put those on a, on a, on a sticky note and I don't need this tiny cramped handwritten handwritten thing where I'm going to squint to try to see it. Right. I want like, if you can, there's again, the shorter, the better, maybe even just the title you gave it like operation, whatever it was, operation Phoenix. Um, if that's what you want to call it, just to remind yourself. And I, then I'm going to put that on my computer screen. I might even, you know, I've done this before. I don't have it right now, but I've done this where, I, like uh, you mentioned last episode, I, I've done a screensaver before. Yeah. Like when that, my wallpaper, my computer has my goals listed. Yeah. And part of a vision board, like a few big things there. Um, the mirrors, of course. Yeah. Iconic. I mean, I grew up watching Rocky, so you yeah. better believe I got that sticky note on the mirror. And when I accomplished it, I crumbled it like Rocky. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, the more places you can put it, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some other ideas too is your phone. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on their phone. Like you have your wallpaper or whatever, your screensaver yeah. on your phone. Um, I've done that. Um, I did that when I was doing 75 hard. Mm -hmm. And I had on there as day one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I did that because for me, I wanted to look at every day like it was day one. That's cool. Right, because the first day is easy, mm -hmm. right? So day 62, you know, and 75 <laughs> hard is not so freaking easy. Right. So, you know, neither is day 30. I say probably day 35, 40. Like, those are probably the tougher days because you're like, I still have so much farther to go. Right. Um, but it's all perspective, right? So I had it on there day one. Mm -hmm. Like, every day was day one. Um, but I've done it on the phone, um, in my truck. There's little sticky notes in my truck, on my desk, at the office, in the bathroom. Um, you can even go so far as to put them in the shower. Yeah. You know, if you have glass walls in your shower or whatever, you put sticky notes in there. Um, anywhere and everywhere yeah. that you could possibly. There's not too many places that, that you can have this stuff because, like Kyle mentioned, 
the more you see it, the more it's on your mind, the more your brain is going to tell your eyes to go out there and look for it. And not just your eyes, your ears, mm -hmm. right? It's going to go hear opportunities, see opportunities, go out there and get this because it's consistently on your mind. So anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. You know, and along those lines too, the more you see it, the more you believe it's possible. Yeah. It's become part of you. Yep. So, and you take that on as, as an identity, like I, I am the, the the agent that goes out and does sixty transactions, or I am the agent cold calls three hours a day, or whatever your goal is yep. um, to accomplish. Write it down, and it becomes part of you that way. Yeah. Um, so, taking a step back though from this, because I think we've we've uh, you know beaten this dead horse a little bit. How do you set those goals? How do you narrow those down? Because how do you go from where I know I am today to going to where? I, how do you define where I want to go? Man, that's just, it's such a personal decision. Um, I like to group my goals into business goals, um, family, relationship goals, spiritual goals, and health goals. Mm -hmm. Like those are my my four categories that I like. Um, and so I just figure out, hey, what's most, for me, what's most important in each one of those categories? Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of times, especially like in your relationship categories, if you fix or you improve... Uh, your relationship with like the main person in your life, it tends to have a positive impact on the relationship with everybody else. Mm -hmm. Right. Same thing for me, like with my faith, like the more I am digging into my faith and, and increasing my relationship with God, then that just has a positive impact in other areas. Mm -hmm. Right. So it'll spill over into, into other areas, but I would say compartmentalize your, your categories, right. you know, or categorize your categories as they should be because they're categories, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, pick something, you know, one or two from each one of those and then get after it. I also recommend writing them down every day, mm -hmm. even though you have them in different places around, around your house or places where you, you are writing them down every single day is, is a good one too. Mm -hmm. And I like what you said. I've I heard Grant Cardone say something like this before where he writes his goals down as if they're already done. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, I have sold 15 mm -hmm. homes a month, you know, or I have amassed $500,000 in the bank mm -hmm. or whatever you're, you're I, I have lost 70 pounds, right? Right. You're writing it down um, in the positive because that has an impact on your thoughts. Big time. And, and thoughts become things. Yes. Right. So that's what I would say about, you know, how to, how to pick them. But it's, it's, it's really individual. Like, what do you want most out of life? You know, what what's important to you? What are the things that move you? You know, what is what is your why? Mm -hmm. and, and we're all going to have different things, maybe a little bit similar. Um, a lot of our why is our family, which I, I would say all boils down to a word called love. Mm -hmm. You know, you're doing it out of love. Some are doing it out of basic human needs, like the, the need for... Uh, significance. You know, some people are acting on that. So all that to say, choose what's, uh, what's right for you, you know, to sit down and figure out what you want each one of those categories and pick it. Yeah. I, I love that method. Um, that's, you know, I, I think when you can really compartmentalize it like that, I mean, like you're right, they, they, they're not silos. They don't not affect each other, Yeah. but it makes it so much easier to focus. Okay. Well, what are my spiritual goals? My family goals, my health goals. Yeah. Um, now, I do think with that caveat, you could have too many goals. You can. Um, and that's also proven that when you f focus on too many things, nothing really gets done. Mm -hmm. So be careful of writing more than, I would say, two or three goals per category. Yeah. 
and don't have too many categories either. Don't, don't, yeah. well, I can break faith into four categories and health into six <laughs> categories. And yeah. now I got three goals over 18 categories. Don't do that. Yeah. Stay to four, maybe five categories in your life. Um, two or three goals each, but try to keep them as simple. And when they can overlap even better. Yeah. Um, now another way that I like to simplify it as well, if you're still having trouble with this is list a bunch of goals. Like let's say you're thinking about your business and you're not sure what goals to write. List a bunch of them, 20, 30, 40 goals, however many you can think of. And then just start eliminating. Cause really you want, you can't really commit to more than two or three at a time. Mm-hmm especially if they're, if they're brand new skills you're trying to learn at the same time, like you're going to this training to learn how to cold call and that's one of your big goals. Well, if you're incorporating a brand new skill, that's going to take time. Like be realistic about that. That doesn't mean you still can't do it. It just means be cognizant of what you're committing to. Maybe this quarter you only do two business goals and you stay with two or three in the other categories as well. Yep. So yep. be ruthless, eliminate everything until you can really get into two or three. That means those you're not going to accomplish the other goals. This means maybe they wait till next quarter. Yeah. And you just get two or three more off that list. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You can, I mean, prioritizing is huge. Also, I guess having an understanding of how much effort it's going to take. Because mm-hmm. you could have a small goal. Yeah. Hey, my goal is to, you know, deliver this gift to a client. Right. <laughs> cool. 30 minutes. Yeah. Bam, yeah. you accomplish your goal. <laughs> yeah. If it only takes 30 minutes, it probably should have been a task. <laughs> right, exactly. It absolutely should be a task. Done but, for the quarter. <laughs> but you'll hear people do that. You yes. know, they'll make those yeah, types yeah, of yeah. goals, you know. And then they're like, oh, I made one or two goals. And they're like, okay, well, that could be done today. Right. Like, okay, that's a task. Like, and, and set bigger goals. But I love it, man. I think goal setting is, is absolutely critical. Um, you shouldn't wait to the new year to do it. No. In my opinion, it shouldn't be a New Year's resolution. You're doing this because of the new year. Um, you you should be doing this the moment you see something that needs improvement. Yeah, that, That's when you should set, should be setting those goals. 100%. Yeah, this is a continual thing. Like, yeah, you're never done planning. You're never done setting goals, reevaluating them. So, you know, it, most businesses work off a quarterly basis. At least do that. Yeah. At least reevaluate your goals and what you've accomplished. But honestly, once you, once you accomplish one of the goals – if it only took you a month and you thought it was going to take a quarter, put a new goal in place. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Keep them stacked. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, that is all we have for this episode of goal setting. Identifying um, where you're at, where you want to go, mapping out your plan to get there, and then setting those goals and staying in front of them. Yep. Keeping them top of mind and keeping your awareness level very high on those goals. We thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate you guys. Don't forget to subscribe, yep. hit the like, follow us, share the podcast with other folks, comment below. If you have any questions, we love getting y'all's questions. If you didn't hear the episode, we had a few episodes ago, we answered a bunch of questions mm-hmm. from some pretty, uh, some pretty well-known people <laughs> like a podcast. Yeah. Our fan, uh, our fandom reaches wide. Yeah, it is. So if you guys <laughs> haven't heard that, Go back and listen to that. This is the How To Real Estate Podcast, and we are your hosts, Kyle Lindsay and myself, Jeremy Smith. Appreciate you guys. Happy New Year. Yeah. Peace.